Hey everybody, welcome to My Town Hustle. Today's episode is a Dora update. Stay tuned. Welcome to My Town Hustle, where we take an in-depth look at the people, policies, and processes that make small towns work. Focusing on trends in urbanism and creative economies, My Town Hustle explores the ideas that make our community special. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, kicking it again this week. We are back. We are back. We are getting our friend Doug back. And we have no Jared again. No Jared. Looking at Jared. Looking at that empty chair. He is not there. It's okay. But but anywho. We go on. We go on. Hey, everybody. Welcome to My Town Hustle. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about uh, an update uh, here locally in Marriott, Ohio, about our Dora. It's the remix, baby. Remix. Uh, about where we're at, I guess we in our second episode of our of my town hustle, we talk about Dora. Was it number two? It's number two. Wow, that um, long ago. That was long ago. Last July. Wow. Last July, and Adora is a de- uh, designated outdoor refreshment area yes. here in the state of Ohio. It is a um, system in place through the state legislature to kind of allow um, parameters and guidelines to allow. Um, outdoor drinking yep. uh, to occur on the street. Uh, a lot of communities in our state of Ohio kind of kickstarted them uh, pre-COVID. I think there's 30. I think there's like 30 now. Yeah, there's a lot. And obviously the response to that has been, you know, because of the last year that yep. we have had here in the nation. But uh, we'll get a little update on that. But uh, just to let you know, obviously, I'm one of your hosts, Sam Tootin, with Six Most City Services. And with me is... Brett Alfin with Six Most City Services. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. The Yoda. Mm. And so why we want to give this update is, you know, we gave a background back in July of it. And I think, you know, we, at least in Marietta, had a very thorough and, and long process to kind of get, get this to where it's at. We learned a lot of things. A lot of things. So, Brett, we you want to share it with you. you want to share? I'll let you start kind of explaining yep where we're at and how we got there. Yes. So first of all, I'm excited. I'm proud. Uh, uh, applaud our city council for passing this legislation. This legislation passed on April, April 29th, 2021. Yep. It's a six to one vote. So pretty solid support um, in council. So just really pleased with that and anxious to get going. Yeah. So as Sam said, we, we talked about this. We first talked about this in July and it was the conversation in the community was actually going on before that. I mean, this yeah. has been a long process. So yeah. what I wanted to do is um, I wrote down five, like five critical things that I think you should be thinking about if you're a community that's entertaining Adora. And these are things that came up during the process for us. So these were things we didn't, we might've foreseen these things as we were formulating the idea of Dora, but yeah. they, they kind of really crystallized through uh the year plus that it took us to get this legislation activated. And, so. and real quick, I think if for other listeners in other states that don't have this kind of legislation through the state, um, whether your state allows open consumption, you know, it's, it's completely different. But in terms of shifting that model to allow more outdoor drinking or right. areas of drinking that's, that's publicly seen, whether it's on the right of way confined, I think these are all important things to consider um, if you are wanting to advocate for something like this. Yeah, 
And so that that leads directly into number one, item number one, which is the the biggest issue we faced and the most common thing we faced, and is that it did create confusion over the open container law. Mm-hmm. And so let me state for you unequivocally what Dora is not. Dora is not a rescinding or a relaxation of open container laws in your community. You cannot uh, take your cooler downtown loaded with your favorite beverage and just start drinking outside. Yeah. You, know, you can't just openly walk around with a can or a bottle of your favorite beverage. That is not what Dora is. Yeah. What Dora is, is you can buy a drink in a approved Dora vendor, so restaurant or bar, and you can pour that drink into a 12-ounce cup that is a specially designated cup. It says Dora. It has the rules on it. Yeah. It might be a special color, but a special cup. And you can take that cup and that drink only yeah. outside. And you can take it if the shop owners of a retail place, they permit you to have that drink inside there to shop, you can take it in there, but you cannot take it into another bar or restaurant. You have to finish that drink before you go into another bar or restaurant. Yeah. But if you want to buy a t-shirt, if you want to look at bikes, if you want to check out some cookware and the shop owners permit the door drinks in there, you can have it in there. Yes. So it is not. So the biggest thing we faced was the genie. Once the, once the genie was out of the bottle of this is like public drinking. Yeah. Uh, that was just really hard to combat because people just thought it meant, it was Mardi Gras down here, yeah. and it is absolutely not. So uh, just be mindful that once you start talking about this, it, the conversation will immediately go to that. Yes. <laughs> and so you'll be fighting that fight and having that conversation until your Dora passes or it doesn't. Yes. It was, it was, pretty, it was pretty alarming of how quick that came up. And, and the crazy thing it was is, is we were messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, the application was out there. We had four public meetings. Keep in mind... You're not required. You're not required yeah. to have any. Yeah. It's recommended. And right. we had four and they were well attended. You know, there's a lot of conversation. It, it, mm-hmm. it went great. Uh, but there are some places that just the, the mayor gives the application to the council. They can't vote on it before 30 days. On the 31st mm-hmm. day, they vote on it and pass it. Yeah. Right yeah. away. I mean, <laughs> so um, some communities do that. So, um, but yes, open container confusion, I would say, was the number one okay. thing that we faced. Number one. Number two, uh, and this one might be unique to us, but um, pay close attention to the character of the areas where you're going to have Dora. Mm-hmm. So in Marietta, uh, and if you're not familiar with Marietta, it's it's kind of a quaint, you know, small river town. historical river town, right? And th- th- we do have a, a a pretty well-defined downtown core, but on our west side, we have some some of that commercial area, but also. Uh, detached single-family residential immediately adjacent to commercial areas. Yeah. So if you have this kind of mixed use very close or in the areas where you're going to do Dora, um, think critically about that. So we actually ended up uh, retracting a few areas out of the Dora because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that we were really adept and really skilled at administering the Dora program in our kind of core area. Mm-hmm before expanding it out into these other areas where there might be, uh, you know, residential concerns or um, you'd be in close proximity to other types of organizations, whether they be community organizations or schools. And so uh, we actually made our Dora area a little smaller to avoid some of these uh, concerns. But the good thing is, if we get really skilled at, uh, uh, at administering Dora and it doesn't seem to be problematic, 
we can expand it into those areas later. Yeah. So so just think critically, you know, look closely and listen to folks as they're talking to you about those areas because that that was another challenge that we faced. And we were, yeah. through a lot of good communication and teamwork, we were able to come to a resolution of that issue. Yeah, and I think the most important thing is, and we've seen it, is, is, is the fact that you can go back and change, you can add the restrictions, the restrictions, excuse me, to that are, based on how big the size can be based on your population, et cetera, et cetera, stuff we go over in the second episode. But what, what you're saying is almost like sometimes it could create a pocket that is hard to manage sure. uh, because you have that mixed use. So like I said, I mean, that, that was keen, keen, I think, in terms of just let's get really good at doing this and then go from there. Right. Because we, uh, at least for us, our size based on the population and how many uh, acreage, I guess, you mm -hmm. know, that we could have, is fairly big. Yes. I mean, it's fairly big. Yep. Um, it could be really, it could be really a lot. And for still a small town with certain resources, you know, I don't, I'm glad we didn't like jump off the deep end. Yeah. And, and I think kind of true to the, the heart and soul of what my town hustle about is that the great thing about this legislation is it's really all up to local consideration. Mm -hmm. The days, the times, the hours, the areas, I mean, all of that is controlled locally. Yeah. That's not coming from your state capital. That's not coming from Washington. We determine that locally, and obviously we love that. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the great thing about this. So yeah. um, we can make changes to it to make it fit our circumstance and our situation in the future. And I think we made good, strong decisions on making it fit what we have right now. True. So I, I think we did a good job. Okay, so that was number two. Number three. Uh, vendors have to be approved to sell Dora beverages. Mm. Now, this might seem like a no-brainer. Mm. And um, now that it's passed, and there is a little bit of a lag between when it's passed and when it actually is enacted, if you, if you will. Yeah. So when, when, when can I actually buy my drink and be outside? Well, we still have a little time about that because we're working through the logistics of ordering the cups, ordering the stickers, getting the signs, mm -hmm. arranging the trash pick, you know, all those things. So there are a few things we have to put in place before we can do that. But what we were afraid of, and I'm not saying this has happened, but we were just kind of, you know, rapping to ourselves about what could happen is so yeah. say Sam, you know, Sam owns a bar yeah. and he's watching council Thursday, April 29th, see door passed. And then Sam's like, nice outdoor drinking. And suddenly he starts selling drinks in styrofoam cups and sending people out the door. Yep. See ya. That is absolutely not how it works. No. <laughs> um, so, you know, you do have to, and, and this process is up to every community as well. You know, you do have to signify your willingness or intent to participate. Yeah. Uh, you do have to get the cups, you know, you yeah. have to do a few things like yeah. that. It, it, it's not hard, but you do have to do something. It's not just like, Oh cool. Door is active. Here's your styrofoam cup of whatever drink you want. See you yeah. later. Not that that happened, but we were just worried that somebody might be that excited to do that. Yes. And that, I mean, uh, that to me comes up to, to my mind of cities like Savannah, New Orleans. Sure. But without, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine in their state liquor and their permitting process too, right? They have to be probably somewhat, there has to be some kind of accountability for like how you sell and who you can sell to and the manner in which you can do it. So I would imagine those states have some kind of particular you know checkbox right on their permit that you know allows allows you to sell to, for people to the go because yep. that's exactly what savannah and, and new orleans you could do so this is no way like that obviously yep um but it, even then that probably doesn't happen overnight sure. you know there's still checks and balances yeah and 
I'm going to talk more about that in number four. Okay. So that was right. number three. So number four, and and this is something um, we're working on currently, is that uh, it's important to have training, and especially if you're able to frontline worker training. So oh, yeah. to Sam's point, um, we did have a, a community partner that asked at a meeting, well, I own a restaurant, and I have a lot of high school kids and college kids that work there. Mm-hmm. Can they sell? They can't sell alcohol, but can they sell the Dora Cup? Mm. Our interpretation of the rules, and I'm not a lawyer. I did not stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> I, I'm just a working stiff from Washington County, Ohio. <laughs> um, I'm under the impression that all the rules about the age requirements for selling alcohol mm-hmm. pertain to selling the Dora drinks as well. Yeah. So t- in my mind, the cup is not divorced from the drink. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, the the drink and the cup are together. It's not like you're selling a cup. You're actually selling a drink. Yes, you're buying the cup, but you know, an 18-year-old kid can't sell you the cup because that's the same in my mind as selling a drink. Yeah. And so we might have to get some further guidance on that, but I'm under the impression that all the rules about who can sell alcohol, what are all the all those things apply in the Dora vendor uh environment. Yes. So which, that was which is through the control of the state right. liquor control of right. of what you can and right. can't do. So in going further, that that issue kind of brought up the larger, you know, well, there's going to be a lot of frontline people in our town that are, you know, hostesses, bartenders, people that are working at restaurants, people that are working in shops. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to we need to get them educated and trained on what Dora is, how it works, as much as we can, so they can be prepared to answer these questions and and administer it as properly and as safely as possible. So yeah. um, we've identified this need for training. We're going to try to do, and I'm saying we, our partners at Marietta Main Street and some of our board and other partners, we're going to try to put on, you know, maybe some Facebook live events to kind of do some general, you know, give some outlines, give a little bit of training, you know, produce some material, you know, one page material that could be distributed, um, things that are leave behinds at restaurants and, and stores. So yeah. uh, to kind of help folks understand what you can and can't do. So yeah. we, we, we didn't really think about that ahead of time, but now that it's passed and we're ready to like put it out there, we had this oh shoot moment like we need to like really train people on what to do yeah uh, yes the people on this board understand because we've been doing this for two years but um you know sam when he's selling a slice of pizza and a beer may not know all the rules yeah and we need to make sure we get to those folks yeah and i think i think you're absolutely right i think most we have to look at it too because it's going to allow people to obviously go and dine and, and have a good time at a restaurant but it could also allow for those particular time frames to you just walk into a bar you know, and yep. get a drink to go. Obviously, you're talking to a bartender, but certain restaurants have different dynamics in terms of hostesses. You know, who you, who's who's really kind of the front door person right. to to help guide and facilitate. Because obviously, you don't want to like if you have one way in and you got a line out the door, people waiting at the bar to get a drink. You know, it's going to cause a problem for the diner. Yep. So the restaurants are going to have to think creatively in that regard. And it, but I also don't think it's going to be a problem like that. Sure, personally, but. I think I still think people are going to ask the questions, and really, unfortunately, they ask the host. You know, they ask the people right there. Yep. They don't. They don't. They just come in and come out. Yep. So we're going to do our best to try to um, figure that out. That's cool. All right. So number five, the last one, and this one is a huge one, and I think um, I certainly and uh, we knew this all along, but I think folks who may be thinking about Dora may not realize this is that. Having a strong partner to manage this program on behalf of your community or having somebody 
in your municipal government who can manage this is critical. Yeah. So we we had we did have a we had a great conversation the other night, and one of the questions was, well, does Dora come with a marketing campaign? And here's the truth: nothing is coming from anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can get an amended, updated liquor license that has the Dora uh, indication on it. I know I'm not saying the right word there, but yeah. other than that, there's no. There's no statewide materials. There's nothing coming from the state. There's nothing coming from the county. There's nothing coming from the city. And this is not an indictment of them. It's just, it's not their job. Yeah. Um, so anything that you want to do from how you manage it, how you order the stuff, how you register the vendors, how you market the Dora, how you uh, publicize the rules, all of that mm-hmm. is up to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not only is it up to you to create, it's up to you to do. Um, you know, nothing is coming from anywhere else. So that, that is a lift. And I would encourage you to think about who is that partner that's going to help you do that, or who are the people that are going to do that for you. Now, obviously in Marietta, we have an incredible partner in Marietta Main Street. That's, we're so lucky. Yeah. And they're incredibly skilled. And so we've got that in the bag. I also recognize that not every community has that. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have a partner, find a strong partner or be ready to become one for yourself. Absolutely. I definitely think that's important to have that because, or that partner think of smaller areas outside of Marietta or across the state of Ohio that probably really want to do this Yeah, and don't have that. Yeah. And what's nice about this legislation, I guess, and kind of you alluded to it earlier is how much local control you really have over this. It allows it, but you're able to craft it that meets the needs of your own community. So I think for uh, the smaller areas out there too, I mean, even if it's for one night, you know, you can allow it for one night. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, you're able to get this, you know, the requirements of their, the sanitation plan, the, your trash cans, your policing, if you can get some signs made, keep it small. If you really want to try it out, just understand your capacity and, you know, whether that's, and again, you have to have what, four, four kind of establishments or the, yeah, have you that have permit? to have four people that have a class A or a class D liquor license. Yeah. I believe those are the right ones. Not, it cannot be a class C. Yeah. And I, th- I think, I think if you, I think anybody can do it, I think, but if you want to really start it out, don't overwhelm yourself, start small right. and, you know, but assign that. I mean, think. Think creatively first before you just start going into it of how, how it can work. And I think that's, that's the most important part. The optimist in me for these communities, especially the smallest communities that want to do this, uh, feels like this might be an opportunity to, if you don't have an organization like Main Street, you know, create a new partnership with somebody who could help you or create a new organization that could take on this uh, role as the beginning of something larger that they could do. So, yeah. Um, you know, there's benefits to be had ar- around this. So, uh, we, or even get those four, four, if those four establishments are on board, you know, just, I mean, you got to let people kind of take ownership and obviously carry the torch at some point. But, you know, the four, the four establishments willing to meet and facilitate, you know, what needs to be done and, you know, go from there and, and, and kind of split duties, yep. whether it's ordering the cups and little things, stickers, you know, in, in that regard. And it doesn't have to be stickers. I mean, you don't have to spend a lot. If you sure uh, stores and stuff could put just a, a piece of paper, you know, yeah. out there. Yep. Um, the signage, obviously, you need the barrier to be identified, but 
besides that, you know, let 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 them kind of come up with their own own look and feel to it as as they as they see desire. I guess you don't have to get to the time and effort and money and resources on very little things. I mean, leave it kind of open to them. Yep. And Sam's point, uh, I was in Cincinnati for opening day, you know, several weeks ago and they have Adora in downtown Cincinnati. It's relatively new. And on the signage part, they just had stickers on the ground. So as you approached a crosswalk, you know, whether you'd have a curb cut, there was a sticker there. It was a red one for, you know, this is the edge, you know, no Dora beyond here. Yeah. Or vice versa, you know, Dora, welcome here from here on. Yeah. Uh, and they were on the ground. I actually took several pictures, but I thought that was a neat way to do it, too. I mean, there's lots of, lots of ways to do it. Lots of ways. Lots of ways. So anyway, so, at the, so that being said, Sam, any, after the whole process, watching it, watching what Main Street did, watch what our community did, like, what, what were your final takeaways, any feedbacks, observations that you had over the whole process? Oh, man. I think, I think there's... A, there's a lot, there's information that some people just aren't going to get and they have to be willing to get it just like anything, you know, the, the application, everything, once it kind of was initiated and started, you know, there, there's copies of it. Every, you know, there's, they have to be available, right? They're, sure. they're available at city hall. Um, I saw a lot of comments like, oh, we won't come downtown anymore, you know, right. and it's, I'm not saying those, I don't, I don't think. People's concerns are still their concerns. It's very important to keep that in mind. But I think jumping to any conclusion like, oh, everybody's going to be drunk on the street is, is, a, little, <laughs> is a little much. Right. Because literally, we walked out at one of the public hearings that we attended. And This is a true story. True story. Walked out. It was, it was a good one. And it wasn't very long. But in the parking lot of where our local government, city council meet and have their meetings, which is in our downtown, there is a Budweiser bottle on the ground in the parking lot. Empty. Right. Because you've said it before. I mean, it's, it's people out there take advantage of everything. It, it's just going to happen. Yep. Um, but what's beauty about this is obviously you're able to control it. It's not just unlimited. It's not free range. Like you said, sure. in a very, I mean, that's the main point is like realize that this is just kind of a program. More so than is just a law that lifts another law. Yep. That's first and foremost. But other than that, I mean, I think just the fact that we were angry, kind of selfishly, I was angry that it took so it took a long time for us locally to get to where we were. But I do applaud and I appreciate the well thought that was put into it. Yeah. Although, so I I just think you know that's that's good, and that's what we'd advocate for anyway. Get what you can, but fish out what's all the details and get that out because really. Other than a few negative things I would see, I know Mary Main Street did a survey and it was, um, oh yeah, it was over the top, like nine, like crazy 90 percent, yeah. of people that were in support of yeah. hundreds of people that that uh, uh, responded to it. So the negative ones weren't that that out loud. So I think maybe that's helpful that we kind of were acknowledgeable and in the forefront of like educating people on what it really was. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some, I don't know, these are hot takes. Hot, 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 hot. No hot Maybe take. these are warm takes. Warm, but, but warm. Uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I actually expected there to be more resistance, yeah. public outcry, than there was. Me too. Um, for the most part, uh, I think people you know, c- could grasp what it is, what it, would do, what it will do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what the rule. I mean, I think most people got that, and most people were genuinely excited for what it will add to our downtown. Yeah, both in a business benefit and as an attracting feature. So yeah. I think most people got that. But but to be quite honest with you, I expected to the I expected the negative voices to be louder. Yeah. Um. Like I said, we had four public meetings. Some places have none. Mm-hmm. I mean, some places have none. They were good. Um, they were pretty well attended. People spoke their position, both sides of the argument. There was no, it was not heated. It was very civil. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talk. I mean, as you know, and people listening, uh, if you're like Sam or I, Sam and I, Sam or I say that every time. <laughs> it's like the second time. Second today. time today. Sam and I, if you're active in your community, you know, when you're buying your milk and cereal and popcorn at the grocery store and somebody sees you, they're going to ask you about it. Yeah. And I got tons of questions about this and comments, and um, people were genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few that were, you know, concerned, but most people were excited. Yeah. If I had to gauge the the engagement that I had, most people were excited. So, yeah. Um, it, I I thought it went great. I I just expected there to be more resistance. I'm glad there wasn't, but there certainly all sides were heard throughout yeah. this process, and I think everybody had an opportunity and a venue to express their perspective, and and I. I think that was just a great example of how it should go. So, yeah. um, I think the entertainment side of that as a, an, an attraction is is the key takeaway. Sure, kind of like what what value can really it can add yep. that that is kind of more broad for everybody, right? Citywide. I mean, obviously, business businesses would benefit, but sure. in terms of everybody, a mass majority of people could probably enjoy it. Yep, agreed. I'm trying to think, I don't know if I have any hot takes. I do. I would say once it passed, we my wife and I went out to eat at a restaurant we always go to that's outside of town, close to where we live. And the servers there were asking ask me about it. Mm. And, you know, they liked it. Yeah. it, didn't, it they, but it also wasn't concerned of them because they're not in, in, that, in that area. Right. Uh, but in terms of just the nightlife and what it would re- represent, I think yeah. they, were, they were big fans of that. And my parent, my family asked all the time there. You know, it was, yeah. It's always nice to update people. Funny. Because not everybody is in tune. I mean, we're speaking to our audience and our volume people, people who are, who right. are actively, you know, trying to pay attention to yep. what their what their communities are doing locally and state. And um, so, I think as the people yourselves out there are knowledgeable of it, you can educate people on on a really good front. And that 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 goes to every topic we ever talk about on the show. Yeah. So for those of you out there listening, I would encourage you to uh, keep your eye on us. You know, visit MarietaMainStreet.org. Uh, you know, keep your eye on the City of Marietta website. Um, watch the social media. See how it's going. Uh, if you have questions, reach out to us. You know, Sam and I, Sam and I, Samurai. Samurai. Sam and I, uh, we're both engaged in this process through various uh, positions and opportunities and volunteer efforts. So. Uh, be happy to answer any questions if folks out there have questions. As saying, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm on the Main Street board, so I will, I will voluntold the uh, Main Street staff. If you have questions, reach out to them. Yes, uh, we'd be happy to, you know, share uh, best practices, ideas with you, concepts, answer questions. We're we're here to be a resource. So, reach out to us if there's something we can do to help you in that uh, regard. And um, absolutely, and any other, let us know what you're doing. Yeah, let us know what's happening in your community or how, how it's working. Topic. I think even for Brett, you know, that just to know what other what other cities out there are doing, how they're doing, and what other things they experience in their time, because there's 30 some yep. in the state of Ohio, but also other states too. I think looking at this as an example, as we're living this life past COVID, yep. of uh, you know more outdoor seating, yep. more you know taking 
kind of taking back the street, right, for our entertainment and restaurant and downtown districts, I think, right. are is, is critical. So yep. uh, definitely, if you advocate for that, let us know. And I think that will do it for today. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. If you can, please give us a five-star rating uh, on whatever platform you listen to. Uh, again, if you have any questions, hit us up at support at mytownhustle.com. And check out our website or Facebook page. And until next time, thank you. Thank you for listening to My Town Hustle. We would greatly appreciate it if you would share our podcast with someone who you think would benefit greatly from it. But most importantly, subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Until next time, folks, thanks for listening. We got